Welcome to the Love with Intelligence podcast. I'm Lily Walford. And I'm Jonan Ross. And together we're international relationship and dating coaches with a twist. We use CIA level intelligence to support busy professionals like you to achieve their goal of undeniable love that lasts, making our approach the most effective in the industry. In this series, we'll be discussing all things relationships and dating with a his and hers point of view. Let's dive in. Hi, so I thought we'd have quite an interesting topic today around talking about love because we say that everybody wants love, but actually, what is it? What's the healthy version? What's the bullshit that we've been fed when it comes to, um, you know, stories, when it comes to rom-coms? And we thought we would jump on today and... Brainstorm. Yeah, and share with you our insights I mean, uh, poor Jonam, you've been inflicted with watching a crazy amount of uh, rom-coms. I've been educating myself. <laughs> During yes. this lockdown. Rom-coms, chick flicks. I know. And you've it had was, so much fun. I think you've ruined Twilight for me, though. I think yeah. um, after looking at Twilight and seeing how Twilight narcissistic it is. Twilight for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's the way that you talk. Like, I know, Jake, like, you know how you hear... Um, people who have like they're watching football matches and they're yeah. screaming at the screens and that's what Jonam's like watching a rom-com I'm not even kidding you well it's <laughs> laughable isn't it not in the good way there's what did I say I cringed so many times I can now clench my face into a fist Okay, so it that bad. I think it's like, okay, let's even talk about a little bit about Twilight for those of you that have, haven't watched it. It's kind of like a teenage rom-com um, uh, talking about a young girl vampires and a vampire. and werewolves and... Yeah, and I think, you know, you think about the teenagers that are going ahead of watching this film and thinking that it's something that's romantic, but actually yeah. it's a very toxic relationship and we're actually telling people that this is okay. We're that normalising it. Bit. Yeah. It's like, well, as an adult who's jaded and who's been around the block a few times, you can watch <laughs> these things and, and laugh scornfully. But as an impressionable young kid, watching these things, thinking, oh, so this is what romance is. This is what attraction is. This is how love should make people act. And this is how a person should be treated. And like these, when we're watching a story or listening to a story, you like project yourself into one or more of the characters, right? Mm. And so seeing that, and it's how people are being given these awful roles that just cannot result in happiness. Yeah, because you've got Edward, who's really controlling in that relationship. She goes. So he's very controlling in that relationship. It's normalised because it's okay. He loves her. Mm. Um, You've got like kind of like the push-pull relationship because she's in that relationship with Edward. She's not really allowed to see Jacob. But Jacob's hot, right? (laughs) And he's a a nice guy. He's down to earth. He's, he's solid. Right guy. He's, he's yeah. all right. He's got a you motorbike. Know, great body. Warm you know. blooded. He's, he's <laughs> it's a good look to on the long lonely winter oh nights. Oh my gosh, you made me cringe so much. And you've got this freaking vampire going in there, getting obsessed and narcissistic and possessive and controlling and threatening. And and somehow he works out being the good guy. And this is what's being spoon fed. 
it's a travesty. It's, it's you know? scary, it's yeah. scary. I think another one that I introduced you to recently as well was Bridget Jones. That was we all right. watched the whole of Bridget Jones yeah. <laughs> over the Christmas holidays. Yeah, I laughed at that, that made me happy. It was very true. Yeah. It was very much like... Um, it was the relatability of it that was... Uh, yeah, I think there's there's a bit at the start that she's like, oh, I won't date anybody who embodies these things. But apparently, you know, she ends up, um, what was it? I won't date anyone who... Oh, a megalomaniac. Who, yeah. This and that and the other, yeah. <laughs> and that happens to be my boss and she ends mm. up going from anyway. And it was really interesting. We had like a very, an awesome chat with Scott Rouse recently. Mm. And we were talking about like, why do we end up going into relationships that are completely wrong for us and we know it but we do it anyway mm. and he said this like really interesting thing but it was like well we're, we're told to ignore our intuition and our beliefs from a very young age we're, we're you know you think about as a child and you say oh do you know what? I don't like so and so and so and so and they're like well what's wrong with him is your uncle you, yeah. you, you the family you like family and you're kind of retrained and retold how to fit into society rather than listening to your instincts listening to things that are coming up for you that are right so mm. we logically try to yeah logically think about a way out of intuition gut feelings and and those elements well you think about it every single one of us has a human behavior expert living inside our heads already it's called the human brain we have to be a human <laughs> behavior expert just to be a human and behave it's hardwired into us so our instincts are just you know those gut intuitions we're born with it but then over time, it's like we insulate it. We get told, oh, no, that's, that's too much or that you, you, know, you shouldn't say things like that. You shouldn't think things like that. You should look for the good in people. You should uh, not be negative about people. And, you know, sure enough, over time, that compounds and it builds mm -hmm. and it suppresses this very wise part of us that we need to rebuild that relationship with. And that's what a lot of the behavioral profiling training is about it's like giving that part of your brain um, a vocabulary to speak with and, and tuning into your instincts again and making it credible giving you that voice of trust that you can rely on inside yourself again yeah exactly so i think um okay we kind of like touched on the things that love isn't so what is love I spoke a lot on the last question. Do you want to say this one? Of course I can. don't want to be a mic hog. I think there's something that's really important to say that, you know, from films, from rom-coms, from fairy tales, we're taught that we're only allowed love if we do things, if we look a certain way, if we fit in, if we um, have some sort of status. And we're shown love and affection and acceptance on those th on those things. I feel that real love is acceptance on a identity level. Mm. So if you're not accepted for who you are as a human being, not what you can give, not what you can share, not what you can do, that's something that's different. And I think that's something I found with our relationship because <laughs> we kind of, um, we almost skipped the dating phase. We kind of like ended up getting into our relationship really quite quickly yeah. um uh, like Jonah let's not mess about <laughs> straight to it but it was almost yeah. like because you know I was starting up a new business you got 
quickly involved with that because that was pretty much the only time we could have to spend with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't about how I looked. It wasn't about what I could do. It wasn't about um, who I, I mean, could those be. Those were nice things too. <laughs> but I think it, it was more about being seen and loved and accepted for who I was and vice versa. Yeah. I think that's, that's something really that's quite big. The, the behavioural focus is like, oh, well, love looks like flowers and chocolates. Love looks like nice and fancy don't go wrong with nice, by the way. Mm. <laughs> well, that's not where it's at. There's more to it. And so when we look past that superficial level and see, well, what kind of person do I need to be to have the best relationship I can possibly have? So much dating advice is all around the behavior. Mm. It's all around, well, what script do you need to use? What yeah. kind of lines, what tactics? And obviously there are some things that are better to say and some things that are worse to say, but way beyond all of that, you have this core question of, look, who are you as people? And are you compatible? And do you have this ability to interact and really appreciate each other on that kind of a relationship level. Yeah, I think I've, I've talked about the um, the four levels of having a healthy relationship. And we've got the compatibility element, which is really important. We've got the consideration element, we've got the um, collaboration and we've got the communication. But I think it's important to actually be with someone who is capable of doing all four of those things. I mean, I've been in relationships before where I've been in a relationship where my previous self wasn't capable of doing those things and the previous people that I was with wasn't capable of doing those things. And I think it comes up from uh, these three areas that are really important, like the three levels of almost like the self-awareness and consciousness that you need to understand and need to be able to see within yourself and others. And I've mentioned this in a previous video, but this is like awareness to start off with. So the first foundational level is awareness. So if you've got self-awareness of yourself, if you've got awareness of your partner, mm. because if you haven't got that, it's going to be so hard to connect. It's going to be so hard to connect with yourself and it's going to be hard to connect with someone else. I always say that, uh, that you can only connect to someone as deeply as you are connected to yourself. Mm. And that's, you know, it's so freaking important. It's so true. And that awareness is being aware of what's actually present. Yes. And not just our own projections. Um, very often in relationships, we're looking at things that have happened and we're comparing it to things we saw in previous relationships or in our, our childhood, what we saw going on around us. And it's like we're playing this almost this game of I spy or like road trip bingo kind of thing. They're like, oh, does this match that? I'm like, yes, okay, well that. So then how That's do I respond to that? Well, I saw someone else do this, so I'll try doing that. It's all this, uh, you know, almost fictional stuff. We're, we're not being present with what's happening. We're looking through very dense, very, um, very filtered lenses. And that obscures so many things that we could really pay attention to and delve deeper into. So it's being aware of not just what we think is happening, but getting curious 
about what's actually happening in a scenario. Exactly. I think it's like it's that element of seeing the truth. And I think this mm. is something where behavioral profiling really, really helps because people are so used to routines and patterns and and things like that. And as soon as you see something that fits to that pattern, you can react. So for example, let's say you were you were dating someone and they didn't text you or call you when they said they weren't going to. And in previous relationships, when that happened, you were cheated on. So you automatically think that that person's with someone else. When the actual truth of that situation is that person hasn't messaged you or hasn't called you when they said they would. That's it. That's all you've got. So it's easy for us to storyfy things. And I think this is why the next level is quite important. So we've got that awareness, that self-awareness of what's coming up, the emotions, all those different things, and also awareness of our partners. And then we've got the accountability element. So that's the next stage. So once you've got awareness and you want to build on that, you want to build on the accountability stage. So it's almost like I'm accountable for my actions, my words, and you're also accountable for your actions and words right. <laughs> because that makes it easy. So, you know, when we were talking about the, the four levels of a successful relationship, well, it's that consideration and that collaboration element. So if you're, if you're like basically building a relationship with someone who's not accountable for themselves or accountable for their actions, it's going to be really hard to be considerate and it's going to be really hard to collaborate in that relationship, to build it, to do what's right for the pair of you. Mm. And it's being accountable for ourselves, which means not blaming someone else for things that aren't their responsibility, but also it's like it's a two-way street. It's like, look, I'm taking responsibility for things that are that's my stuff. You're taking responsibility for your stuff. And we're, we're also not projecting that onto each other. So yeah. that having that woven throughout your communication, it's not always easy, but having it as a foundation enables you to uh, approach things in a much more healthy and productive and harmonious way. Than, uh, than the usual clashes that you often see. Exactly, and I think this is, this is where we get to the next stage. And it's the consciousness. It's the consciousness of yourself, the relationship and things that are going on around you. So this has awareness to it, obviously. It has the accountability element. But what this has is the choice element. So for example, you know, the person who's at the awareness stage who hasn't been text back, and they're creating this story, they can suddenly have that accountability and say, right, well, you know, the accountability stage, it would be, well, this person hasn't texted me when they said they shouldn't, they're, they're kind of at fault here. I'm, I'm able to look after this side of my fence. I can text them and say, is everything okay? I can do things to make things okay and I'm responsible for those actions. Or you can end up flipping out and going, oh, you're cheating on me, go away. I don't want your mind games and the rest of it. You know, you've got, <laughs> you've got those different elements there for what you're accountable for and the, the accountability for the outcome of what happens. But the conscious choice element is really interesting because it gives us a chance to say, well, okay, this is the facts. This is what's really going on. I'm accountable for my actions. I'm accountable for feeling triggered because in previous relationships I was cheated on and, and this is the way I'm feeling. And I've actually done this in our relationship where I've turned around, you know, not a bad cheating thing, where I've turned around to Joan and said, do you know what? This thing right now is triggering me. 
and and um uh, you know this is my thing this I'm is racking the- my brain <laughs> we've had so many freaking discussions what was but, that? yeah so when we like first got together i can't remember the exact mm. contest but i remember having this conversation and it was around you know basically saying i'm feeling triggered i know that this is what i'm responsible for but this is something that i want to share with you right now mm. i'm responsible this is the way i'm feeling um uh, and i'm responsible for healing that and the nice thing in is in a really healthy relationship and this is what you did it's like right okay i understand thank you for telling me is there anything i can do to help and this is kind of the difference like this is where we talk about the collaboration the consideration stage um uh, in in a healthy relationship because at the end of the day, no one gets through life without having some sort of trauma, having some sort of issues coming up. Um, but the, the difference is it with healthier people is the way that you deal with things, the way that you process things, the way that you heal things, the way that you're accountable to yourself and also accountable to your partner. And I think this is the difference between a healthy relationship and enjoying love versus not enjoying love and self-sabotaging. Okay, where you can we can basically hurt people, because that's what I think. This is the big part of why so many relationships fail as well, is because past hurts and past emotions and things that haven't been healed can really damage your relationship. Yeah, think about it. If you're trying to run a long distance race, but you're like having to carry a huge pack of like all this old heavy. <laughs> lead weights and you've not trained for that it's going to get difficult and you're probably going to damage something on yourself you know we need to drop the baggage sometimes and you know resolve it work through it so that then you can approach your current relationship with with fresh eyes i like to talk about innocence without the naivety so you don't want to be like some fresh-faced person who can just be (laughs) duped but at the same time, you don't want to be jaded. And, and it's just being able to look through a perspective of wisdom and just see what's there and respond accordingly. I was interested when we were talking about this, about the difference between accountability and consciousness. Mm. And just clarifying that was important to me in that you can have awareness and accountability. So let's say I do something, I know I've done it, and the accountability, okay, I did that and I shouldn't have done that. If I say that, and then next week I go ahead and do the exact same thing, and then I say, well, do you know, I did that, I know I shouldn't have done it, and I apologise, I'll take accountability for that. And then the next week I do Mm. the same thing. It's really not going to wash. And that final point of consciousness, of making a conscious decision, of taking ownership of the fact that we can decide different things, we can choose to improve our behaviours, that's that piece of the puzzle that makes it so that we're not just a self-aware walking problem where we're actually getting better and when you have this in your nature as a person mm. which often the most successful and the most widely just respected people are that transfers across business across your social life and across your romantic relationships as well completely yeah totally agree i think the other side of it as well is it's remembering so going back to kind of like the rom-coms and the fairy tales and the rest of it you know people in general aren't all butterflies fairy tales unicorns it's entertainment 
It's TV. <laughs> okay, calm, calm. You didn't watch Star Wars and think that was real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> didn't, didn't watch Starsky and Hutch. And think, sorry, but I think stop. it's. <laughs> see what I got to deal with. Um, uh, but. <laughs> This, the thing is, is remembering that we're all human and we're all individuals. We all see things differently. We all have different values and beliefs. And the conscious choice part of it is what we call couple flow. It's like as soon as you've got the conscious choice and you've got the conscious awareness of yourself and each other and the weaknesses and the strengths that you both bring to that relationship, you can learn how to work together as a couple in a better way. I mean, Joanne and I, when we first got together, we had some interesting heated discussions. <laughs> but as a she result- She thinks I'm hot, <laughs> is what she's trying to say. But as a result, we we ended up, you know, having, having the argument, having the heated discussion. And we would actually get to the resolve of it. And then we would turn around to each other and say, right, how can we do this in a better way mm. how can we work together in a better way so this didn't work that didn't work I mean we've even like dissected what do apologies mean to us individually mm. <laughs> to say yeah. them and to receive them and it's really interesting even just seeing like the differences of what we need and what we yeah, what we believe and what we feel can help us interact at that deeper level in a relationship. So, you know, they say that, I know there's this big thing around relationships don't need work. I mean, if it feels like work, definitely get out. But there's definitely a level of commitment to bettering the relationship, of building that relationship together as a couple. And I think that's the love part. You know, if you feel that that commitment and that care and that consideration, you know, with that little bit of attraction and that chemistry. A little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see this? Oh, this is on record. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with that one. But, you know, it's... Yeah. it's <laughs> I thought I was meant to be the woman. <laughs> but, like... That's it. That's the thing. That's what builds a relationship. It's about being committed to each other, building that relationship together in a way that works well for both of you and enjoying the, the bits like the attraction, the chemistry and the passion that goes along with it. But I think what happens is so many people rely on the superficial part of a relationship, the passion, the attraction, and that only gets you to the honeymoon phase. That gets you through that phase. Once that's gone, <sighs> yeah enjoy <laughs> it's when it can become an adventure to mm. fine tune things so there's the initial huge cocktail of intoxicating you know hormones and neurotransmitters and that and that's fantastic but then for the longevity you need that curiosity and being just enthusiastic about how okay how can we fine tune this there was an area that's, you know, that there was a little bit rocky. So how can we smooth that out? How, what can we learn from that to make the future better? So it's not going in with unrealistic expectations mm. of everything's going to be smooth sailing the whole time, right from the beginning. But it's developing that ability to negotiate through things and to view it as something that you're working together as a team 
to create something uh, that's long lasting. Exactly. With, all yeah. the, with the space to be human and yes. the space for compassion, collaboration, consideration yes. and communication, just even learning how to communicate best with each other. I agree. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I think, um, uh, but that's kind of like our main overview. On yeah, it. that's our current brainstorm on the topic. I think so. So guys, if you have any questions at all or anything that you want to share about your relationship or your dating history or anything like that, feel free to chuck it in the comments or send us a message and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and take care. Bye for now. Soon.